listening to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, tucking, binding, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. Hey, Faith, we got a question on Twitter from user at Jen Durbant. Thanks, Jen. Thank you for uh, following us on Twitter and also for providing us a question. People who provide us with questions are literally, I don't want to say the best people who have ever existed, Mm -hmm. but they are. They're like the the best people currently existing. Yeah. On the planet. A hundred percent. We love you guys. Send questions. Thank you. User at Jen Durbant asks, why is it? awesome to be transgender this gets into a question i assuming she's not asking this cis girl yeah i won't have a whole lot this is a question just for trans people what's awesome i have some thoughts what's awesome (laughs) about being trans is i get to actually answer this question yeah stay over there sissy (laughs) (laughs) this gets into a little bit of our if you could choose to be trans or not Mm -hmm. would you Mm -hmm. like you know magic wish wise sure And what's awesome about being trans? I think part of it is at my work, for instance, Mm -hmm. all the guys complain about how disgusting the guy's room is. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, the women's room is worse. And all the women are like, oh, the women's room is terrible, but the guy's restroom is worse. And I know the answer. What is it? The women's restroom is actually much cleaner than the guy's restroom. So I know that. I think one of the things that's awesome about being transgender is that you do kind of get a more heightened perspective Mm -hmm. in that you kind of can see the world through both lenses. Uh, And again, not all, that's not true for all transgender people, but for instance, those who transition very young or something, Mm -hmm. but you do get to kind of see the world through the male lens and the female lens. Mm -hmm. And, also, I think when you're transitioning through a lens that can only be transgender. And I think that's actually, like, a really unique perspective. Absolutely. There's so much of this, like... I was reading a book the other day. It was, like, a comedy book. It's, like, an android book, How to Pass as Human. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be funny. It's by Dark Horse Comics. Link down below. Link down below. But the, on their section, like, How to Choose a Gender. Of course, I picked... <laughs> of course, I picked that out. Of course. And... Everything in there was, like, so utterly stereotypical. I was like, oh, how to choose a gender? It's 2017. I bet this will be full of fascinating information about gender roles. Of course, it wasn't. It was like, girls like clothes. Boys like sports. It was, like, the most cliche, awful stuff. So... Was it trying to be? Was it like satire or parody or something? No, it wasn't. It was just trying to be funny. It's really disappointing. And I think transgender people kind of get to see in a way how, for instance, a man can be more feminine, how a woman can be more masculine, Mm -hmm. how someone could be in between, and how a lot of gender stereotypes really aren't true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i guess i guess no gender stereotype every gender stereotype i mean has like its basis in a little bit of truth mm. but but generally they're they're probably incorrect and you really get to see that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think another thing about i don't know if this is awesome about being transgender but like this is something i guess kind of like it's almost like being an addict <laughs> 
You know, Go on. comedian Mark Marone had this thing, uh, this bit about he feels sorry for people who have never been addicted to something hmm. because they've never really wanted something <laughs> and then and then gotten it. Yeah. And then gotten so much of it that it made them sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I guess there's sort of a, a part of being transgender is once you transition, you do kind of get that. Like you get your fix and that is like a kind of wonderful feeling and you get to kind of have these wonderful moments every day. And that thing you've been wanting your whole life. Yeah. Like, okay, it's, it's February as we record this and in New York, I think it's what, 95 degrees? It's weirdly warm here at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly warm. And I was like the other day at work, I'm like, I'm wearing, I wore a nice skirt. I wore a sleeveless top and like no tights. No, mm-hmm. no cardigan. <laughs> I went out for a walk. I'm like, this is beautiful. I feel wonderful. This is so amazing. I'm getting to do this. I can't believe I get to do this. I'm at work. Like, I cross-dressed a ton before I transitioned, mm-hmm. but I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And like, this is and like real. a super comfy drive. Oh my gosh, I've never been so comfortable at work. <laughs> As I was in this nice, lovely skirt. I think just a nice flowy floral skirt. Mm-hmm. Let's get you a thousand of those. Yeah, I just bought another one today. Yay! So terrible. I went to. I wasn't planning on buying it. Kath <laughs> talked me into it. I made her do it. And there are those beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Another beautiful moment is like having getting that text from my mom. And let's actually give me a second to pull this up. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd take a screen grab of it at some point. And there's a heart. Okay, here we go. She wrote this text that was like, I love you. I wish I could talk now, but I don't have time. And... You'll always be my child, and I'm so sorry for your pain, and I know you must be so anxious and so worried about telling me and coming out, and I want to tell you that I love you so you wouldn't worry until we talk. Mm. And there are Your mom's these, cool. She is. She's great. Mm. Shout out to my mom and her husband. Yeah. I hope they don't listen because we talk about personal details on this show, but if they do, huh, hi. then um, hi, and... Thank you. You guys are awesome. Hi, Beth. Hi, Steve. Yeah. It's not actually their names. My, <laughs> actually, my mom's name is Steve, and her husband's name is Beth. Beth. Long story. Yeah. Very but, confusing. Uh, you got those beautiful moments like those. You know, I guess just people <laughs> don't get that. And it's like it's like the addict thing. Mm-hmm. And you do get the anxiety that comes with that though mm-hmm. and i sometimes think you know hey there is a lot of anxiety but you do get those moments of like relief like i remember coming out to like my hr person and i'm like sitting there um sitting there just like at my desk like feeling like i'm on death row and i'm right. about to get executed and that like last hour you know I had like my meeting with hr at three and like in that like last hour before three o'clock it's like two o'clock and i literally feel like i'm on i'm on like death row and like the walls unit just like waiting for the chaplain to be like 
Time to go. And you're there in your stupid tie and your stupid, stupid cufflinks. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I'm stupid like, boy shoes. I'm like listening to the Lord song, Bravado. I love Lord. We love um, you, Lord. And, and, and if we run into you again at our pedicure place, which happened once, mm. that's a story for later. Um, anyway, I was listening to the Lord song, Bravado, which is just about like overcoming. It's actually the song's about overcoming like shyness and social anxiety but fear in general but fear in general and so i was like listening to the song because like at my lunch it came on and i just listened to the lyrics and i was like yes this is like my moment Mm -hmm. and finally met with hr and hr was like what no big deal no big so you're trans whatever and like oh you get those moments you had something interesting to say you get that extreme anxiety Yeah, she thought I came in asking for a raise. <laughs> you're really nervous. <laughs> yeah, you're really nervous. Why, Why are you asking for a so raise? Much? It's just a raise. And I mean, we'll say no, but you don't have to sweat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was. Yeah, it was huge relief, and but you don't get this reliefs that relief without the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think what's awesome about that's a that is one part about that's awesome about being trans, but also like, I think just getting to kind of be you but but being you also kind of comes with not having been you you know you know what it's like to have that kind of hunger and a lot of us don't and therefore when you finally get it it's accompanied with this tremendous sense of relief and rightness and completeness and joy that the rest of us will never feel i also i i'm gonna say this and if we ended up ending this out because it's insensitive Mm. please do i remember sitting there once thinking like all these people are just born girls Mm -hmm. this is years ago i had this thought years and years ago and i was like all these people just get to be born a friggin girl i'm like that is like the most unfair thing they're not (laughs) even into it you know some of them Like, they're not even trying. They don't even care. They don't even care. They just got to be born girls, and that is totally not fair, and that is not right. And then I had this thought, and something clicked in my brain, and I was like, oh, wow. That's probably the kind of, like, feeling that handicapped people feel. Mm. And then the idea of, like, everyone else gets to have, like, two working arms. Why Mm -hmm. the fuck don't I have two working arms? And they don't even get it they don't and they even, don't even know. get it they don't even miss it they don't even notice it they, they don't have to struggle every day they barely and i don't want to equate i don't equate the challenge that like a lot of disabled people have to mm-hmm. like being transgender like i think i think there are different levels and i think i think you know able-bodied trans people have a little bit more privilege than like um disabled cis people mm-hmm. but hey that's one for to debate in, in a left-wing meeting sometime. It's going to be a fun debate. Actually. Yeah, that's a fun debate. And then there'll be like a, a disabled trans person who will be like, I win! I <laughs> all of you. You've got more privilege. Actually, I'm writing a blog post about, about privilege. Mm. And uh, it's, a, it's a good concept. Mm-hmm. And like you equated it to living life on the, the easy level. So I don't want to say trans people and disabled people are on the same level. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like talking it's a, about the challenges that 
black people have faced and the challenge women have faced. The, you know, as soon They're, as we start yeah. getting into who's had it worse, no. we're fighting each other and we're not fighting the, yeah. the actual problem. And it's so anyway, the point the the whole point of that was that it did kind of help me at least see from another person's point of view a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or at least at least kind of put me in in a headspace where I was thinking about them and and going, "Huh. So for better or worse." Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I I'm fascinated and a little bit envious of that ability you have to have seen the world as a male person and to have seen the world as a female person. And when I first learned about, I, I thought it was like being ambidextrous. What almost. Was, what did you, when was the first time you learned about it? Huh. Do you remember? Let me think. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um... It's like such a huge part of your life now. You have a fucking trans podcast. I do have a podcast. You should be. It's pretty good. Um, shoot, I have no idea. I minored in women's studies. You'd think it would have come up in gender 101. So yeah, so so on one level, I was sort of envious. And I see people who have lived through this experience of being transgender, of having lived one way and had to fix that as like the perfect control subject. You know how scientists love twin studies, right? Yes. Oh, man, do we love twin studies. Presumably, identical twins have the same genes and the same environment. So it's really interesting for us if one of them gets diabetes or develops schizophrenia or is left-handed and the other is right-handed. It's, it's really interesting from a scientific point of view when a lot of those variables have been eliminated. When you can say, here are these two people... Who have had almost the exact same everything? What's the difference? What happened? What What's the difference? And in the case of trans people, I always saw that all trans people must have some ridiculous level of insight into how gender is perceived and treated, and how sex is perceived and treated in our culture or in a lot of cultures. I was never sure if that was right, though, because. It depends on the trans person, I yeah, think, and their yeah. experience. Because I mean, you've been female all along. You don't really well, have that's that's a that's a debate. Some people, some people will say, "Oh, when did you know? Hey, when did you become a woman? Whatever." Mm-hmm. And and they'll be like, "Well, I was always when did a you woman." Decide? And I feel if that's the way you identify, fine. I don't know that I. I don't know. I was reading about the causes of transgenderism mm-hmm. the other day on Wikipedia. And part of it was like, there's evidence, there seems to be some evidence that um, trans trans women, for instance, have brains that are like a little more like cis women. Mm-hmm. And so, so there may be, you know, it's hard to say, are you a woman... Were you always a woman trapped in a man's body? To to an extent, yes, mm-hmm. you always were, and it's the same for you know trans men. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like you've got that dysphoria because you're not. I it's it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. So I get it if someone wants to phrase it that way and they feel it gives them more legitimacy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I quite can wrap my head around that. Like. If I if I see myself like as a young boy or something, mm-hmm. was I female at that point? I mean, 
I guess my brain might have been, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but my 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 role, my expression was male, and my expectation was male, mm-hmm. and that that's literally what caused the dysphoria. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just that that's personal preference. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're right. Is that every trans person is different, and some of them were ironclad and knew from age three that this is this is not right and we need to fix this other people figure that out when they figure it out yeah more like jazz jennings getting it jazz jennings when did she come out and transition when she was like seven pretty young something like that so she's not really gonna have like that view a boyhood well the view of like you know what it's like to be male Mm mm-hmm Where's someone like everyone's favorite trans person, Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner, or, you know, um, or like a, someone who transitions later, they do kind of get that perspective. So I guess, I guess it depends on the trans person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it awesome to be trans? I think there is value. I don't want to say if one is better than the other. But to having this community and just like being part of the LGBT community and being part of that struggle and having those people on your team and knowing there's a group, there's value to that. You have an automatic ticket to a big group of fun, motivated people. And you also have an automatic ticket to kind of a unique human experience. Mm -hmm. And... And here's actually here's the actual truth. I think that you know I have a blog. I've had a YouTube channel. I've had a a podcast. Um, I have Flickr, you know, accounts and things like that. And being transgender has gotten me a lot of attention that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I were, say, a cis woman or if or if I was a um, a guy. Mm-hmm. It just so my blog would be whatever. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me because this is something that is unique and interesting. It is, you. and and so you do kind of have that sort of. You know, I think I read you know whatever the numbers are, but there's something like twenty thousand trans people in the United States, and then maybe higher, maybe lower. I've mm-hmm. seen much higher. I've seen much lower. Mm-hmm. But let's say let's say there are let's say one percent of the population. That means you've got a much bigger voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That is an awesome thing about being transgender. Absolutely. And that your story is unusual to the majority of the population, but will be very familiar to this group, to your community. Exactly. To all the other trans people. If you're in a situation where you are able to meet up with other trans people, you have something in common. It's It's... A difficult thing in a lot of cases so there's a bond there yeah i'm assuming so i'm not there <laughs> it depends <laughs> depends on the trans person <laughs> this is and like everyone there are jerks and annoying people everywhere so you know you know it depends yeah, yeah. but yeah it's it can be awesome to be transgender there are some awesome things about it and it's great to like celebrate it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially now, I'm like, 
I don't have to be ashamed. Actually, I was like thinking about this today. I'm like out to a lot of my family. I used to live in such fear. Mm-hmm. Oh no, what if my family finds out? Now I'm like, wait a second. My family knows. <laughs> For years, I was so afraid, and now they know, and that's awesome. It is. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. The other thing about awesome about being trans is your beatbox skills become insane. Is that right? <laughs> awesome beatbox skills. That was actually my voice. That was not a machine. You do that all with your mouth? <laughs> all with my mouth. <laughs> Earlier you mentioned something interesting about that this is a unique time in society or this is a, an unusual or this is what were you saying i think a, i just a said especially today or something okay what i am thinking is and i'm a little bit of an optimist and i think ahead in terms of generations and centuries but the way i foresee the future of transgenderism and this is just stuff i thought of in my own uneducated head is People will get over their weird hang-ups about sex and religion. People will get over that the fact that some people know that they are one gender, no matter what their genitals or chromosomes say, and people will realize the value of helping people get this sorted out sooner rather than later. Yeah. So my theory, my hope for our species is within two generations transgender uh, puberty blockers, surgery, whatever treatment, whatever, will be on par with orthodontia. We'll be on par with getting braces on your teeth. Well, this is the thing. Some people need this tweaked. Some people don't. We take care of it as uh, whatever the right age is, and then you live your life, and it's not a thing. So that's how I hope this will be in the future. So what that means for people who are transgender right now (laughs) is that you live after the time where it was punishable by death but you live before the time where it's sorted out as soon as it's figured out that gives you this unique perspective on gender that people haven't had before and won't have again we're like pioneers you are. We're like the we're like we're like Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. The first the first toe stepped out in space. That's exactly right. You know? Exactly. A new right. frontier of yeah. gender and human life. And I'm hoping existing within a narrow window of time. Yeah, and it's a unique window in our species history where it's after the point where you got burned at the stake for being like this, but before the point where this is the equivalent of orthodontia, where it's a thing that it's it's no big deal. You fix it up, you get the person set, and they go for the rest of their lives. Some people who have braces wear a retainer at night for the rest of their lives. Some trans folk will take HRT for the rest of their lives. Whatever. Not a thing. Probably not even worth discussing or bringing up because it's such a non-issue. So if you're trans in 2017... You are a pioneer mm-hmm. in the new frontier of gender. Mm-hmm. We are like the Neil Armstrong, the first toe. Or the Sally Rad. That first toe stepped out. 
Not the Sally Ride. Sally Ride? She's trying to get a girl in there. I forget the name of the first female cosmonaut. We should know that. Russian. That's why I said cosmonaut. I know what you said. <laughs> um, if you know the name of the first... Oh. If you know the name of the first woman in phone space, <laughs> text us, or I'm sorry, tweet us, and you'll win a special Gender Rebels signed trans flag, which we'll mail to you. Not a joke. We actually will. We've got a thousand of them. Yeah, you have to order them in bulk. <laughs> in the meanwhile, you are either astronauts or cosmonauts, whichever nation or you're Or knots if you're Chinese. Or knots. Thank yeah. you. That's super helpful. For our metaphor. I'm trying to be inclusive. <laughs> it's the unique perspective. It's the unique opportunity. And I'm sorry that right now that that unique opportunity to see the genders from both ends of the spectrum is so wrapped up in a lot of oppression and a lot of mean people saying mean things about you. I'm sorry about that. I wish that were not the case. Write down your experiences. Write down your feelings. In the future, I hope... It's going to be a non-issue, but for now, you're still fighting off the oppression, and your experience is valuable. Cosmonaut Valentina Tereshkova was the first woman to travel into space. On June 16th, 1963, aboard Vostok 6. I feel we're getting away from the topic. Oh, sorry. Who was was the first transgender person in space? Could it be you? You? Well, let's find that out. Yeah, we're getting off topic. I'm sorry. If you are the first transgender person in space, let us know and you'll get a free autographed trans flag from the Gender Rebels. Just tweet at us and we'll hook you up. At the Gender Rebels. It's yeah. not, I'm not kidding. We have a thousand of them. Are you going to be the first astronaut? I, I, I would try. I'm not even qualified to do an astronaut's dry cleaning. <laughs> I could get an astronaut sandwich. That is about the level of like astronaut skill that I have. You've at least got a master's degree in science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys are able to see how awesome it is to be transgender. Yeah. Despite and, all the bullshit. And uh, tweet us at the gender rebels. Tell us. Tell us what you think is awesome about being transgender. Tell us why it's awesome. Tell Let's... us about your baby steps into your gender that actually feels like you. And what was it? Was it like Faith's swishy skirt on a beautiful day? Or is it like lifting weights for three weeks and seeing some sick bicep development faster than you've ever seen before? What are you seeing? What do you like? Let's talk about the good stuff. Lord knows that's got to get out there. Yeah. What's your awesome transgender moment? Text us, share. Let's positive the fuck out of this. That's right. Yeah. It's the only way to get through, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of The Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Sync production. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. And to all you gender apples out there, keep rebelling. Bye.
is something, I guess, kind of like, it's almost like being an addict. <laughs> you know? Go on. Because someone, I think, I, I, I forget which comedian this was, but I'm going to kick myself. And, but it was like, I, it's like people who've never been addicts. <laughs> Who've never been addicted to anything. I think it was Mark Marone. That's who mm. it was. Comedian Mark Marone had this thing, uh, this bit about he feels sorry 